right, fellow Horned Toad loyal listeners, we're down to the second to the last um, episode for season four, which this happens to be episode 21 for tonight's episode with the theme of freestyle. The first one being Navajo Resource Expo. The second one will be voting for America's future. The third one will be Navajo Judgments. The fourth one will be Navajo Opera. And finally, the last one of the night, number five, will be Result of well, result of Halloween Podcast. And once again, I am your solo lonely host, Mateo Native Ravager. Once again, coming at you with some different subjects to talk about. Because, as I've ha- I have said before, and I'll keep you know saying it again, is that um, this non-profit, <laughs> this podcast is primarily a documentation of everything that has happened uh, in Clagato, the community. And, you know, just pretty much what the nonprofit that I started has done and has been doing. And also, this is just podcast. I'll just keep it going for another um, few more years because that's when we have the next uh, presidential election for the United States. And... As I've as I have said before, you know, I'm just keeping a documentation on that. Just saying, you know, while the rest of the world or the rest of the America nation is still focused on, you know, the political dealings that go in and out, weave every every two years. You know, they call them what midterm elections. That's what this one is. Then the next one will be the you know next presidential election. So all I'm doing is just keeping in track of that and, you know, I'm not not trying to be right on anything and I'm not trying to force anyone's opinions to change or their views to change. I'm just saying, hey man, this is the way I see it and this is how I'm capturing it. So, you know, I'm not trying to do anything beyond that. I'm not trying to become KTNN and say, oh, I'm the voice of the Navajo Nation, you know. Uh, I'm just mostly just saying, look, man, this is, you know, from sitting inside the Hogan with, uh, with the animals around me and, uh, our favorite fuzzy Latinas back, uh, punky wonky. I think that's, I see her anyways, sitting here at night. And I just wanted to say that, um, that's all this is just documentation, you know, um, from my point of view, since nobody else wants to do it and nobody really wants to join me on the podcast, which I originally thought they did, but mm, it turns out nobody really cares. So, since nobody cares, we're just going to go ahead and uh, proceed forward and just kind of um, get these subjects out of the way so we can finish off Season 4. Then that way we'll be there'll be another thing we have accomplished. So, um, with the theme of freestyle, we'll go ahead and jump on to our first subject of the night. And this one is going to be the Veterans Resource Expo, which had happened earlier today. So, I don't know. Let's see how that goes. Here we go. All right. Talking about Season 4, Episode 21, second episode to the last And with a theme of freestyle, here is our first segment for the night. This one is Veterans Resource Expo. And this segment is about the Fort Defiance Agency office staff sponsoring basically a stand down 
for the Navajo veterans and other organizations that participated in it. Yeah, participated in it. That's kind of a tongue twister. They participated in it. They participated in it. Well, anyways, you get my point. Anyways, um, so the Fort Defiance Agency staff, they had um, been putting this information out for a while saying they wanted to do like a veteran expo is what they were calling it. So um, I really wish that I had time to help them out and um, maybe possibly make some banners and, you know, just bring all kinds of interesting uh, merchandise to the line, you know, and that's where it, it, for me, I'm glad they had done it. You know, I really wanted to do it myself. I wanted Clagatill veterans to sponsor a stand down, but since they had already had that in, you know, working together, I figure either maybe they were inspired by what I was doing with the agency, with the nonprofit, or maybe you know, possibly they were hoping that I would join up and say, hey, I can help you, which, you know, I would have if I wasn't so doggone busy. And also, I'd like to report that, you know, I got some sad news, you know, on the uh, farm front here is that um, Billy the Shitbird, um, a goat we've had for nearly 10 years, he got himself killed yesterday evening and um, he got hit by a car because... His dumbass thought it was smart to go underneath the barbed wire fence where there's a ditch and lead the rest of the sheep onto the highway. Well, you know, he got hit and his right horn was broken. So I'm assuming that um, that's how um, he pretty much, you know, just met his demise. And uh, this lady came pulling over, I mean, came over to the house and she honked the horn. And I was like, ah, damn it. Oh, what is it now? So I got up and she goes, hey, I think your mom's uh, sheep are on the highway. I was like, and she goes, uh, do you guys have goats? And I was like, yeah, we got two of them, Billy and Buddy. And then she says, well, one of them got hit, but he's still alive. So I was like, ah, shit. So when I went to go look for him, um, I couldn't find him. I was just trying to chase the sheep back. Then my cousin happened to be, um, I, don't, I don't know how he got the information, but he cruised down to the highway and I met up with him. We chased him back and later... We found out where Billy was and I walked up to him. I thought he was still alive. I looked at him. I said, Billy, you shit bird. I, I just thought maybe he like broken his leg or something. And I was like, you know, just the way he was laying down on his side, just, he just looked normal, you know? And, um, then, uh, then I got closer and I looked at him and said, Hey Billy, can you hear me? And then I looked again and I was like, Oh shit. Then I kind of uh, nudged him with my shoe and he's just stiff right there. And I was like, ah, shit. And I was like, damn it, Billy. Now you learn things the hard way. Now you learn your lesson. This is why we don't want you going to the highway. You know, I was basically telling him. And me and my cousin, man, we loaded up Billy's fat ass. I didn't realize how heavy he was. And then we hauled him away from the house because we didn't want the coyotes coming over and getting a taste of him. And then they wanted to go after the other dumbasses that were in the corral. So uh, we hauled him away and, you know, we just left him for the coyotes because, you know, Oh, because, oh, that the other thing too was my cousin was going to take Billy and cut him up and, you know, have some good eating, but, uh, COVID and his fat ass, he went over there and started eating out, uh, Billy's ass, you know, there was blood and, you know, so my cousin's like, nah, I don't want to eat, you know, flesh from a dog that was, you know, dog was eating on. So 
that you know so that was a big old waste of meat because covid and his fat head's always hungry and that's him barking out there if you can hear him but anyways so jumping back oh i'm going way off subject now sorry about that uh, we're talking about the uh, uh veterans uh expo that happened today so anyways Today is also uh, November 3rd. Well, tonight is November 3rd. And then by the time I'm done with this, it'll be no November 4th. But um, my mother got her social security check. So she wanted to go into town and get it cashed and and just, you know, do whatever motherly things she wanted to do with her money. But I told her, I said, I need to go run back to the uh, sports world and gallop and I need to go pick up them shirts and I need to bring them back to this expo because, you know, I, I had told the the staff that I was going to do that. So, excuse me. So what, what ended up happening was we went there, I got it, I paid for it. Well, they showed me what it looked like and man, it looked really neat. I, I just did, wasn't able to upload it on uh, um, social media because terrible internet again and also it's snowing well it snowed earlier but it stopped now and um so maybe that had something to do with it but so for the most part i just had to um get that sh get those shirts back but my mother was hungry so you know i can't just let her be like that and just let her starve just so i can get some t-shirts to those guys so uh what ended up happening was Oh, I took I took her to that railway cafe and she got um uh, I think it was like a oh, oh hamburger steak that's what it was I was the one that had the stuffed sopapilla damn that was good anyways so we got back and I gave it to well the lady that ordered she wanted one large and three x large and the thing with that is the t-shirt company said that's too small of an order we can't do that we've got like tons of orders coming in and if you want to order something like that it's going to take a long time and we won't be able to get to it until after you know pretty much after veterans day the following monday so veterans day is on the 11th 12th 13th so the 14th is when they would have they could start doing those small orders so since this seemed like a time sensitive uh issue that i couldn't really get a hold of those ladies for i just told them yeah you know well fine give me 20 He's like, no, that's still too small. I was like, damn it. I was like, all right, 30. He goes, okay, that'll work. I was like, ah. So anyways, <clears throat> that's what happened. That's how it got ordered. And I brought it back to her and I showed her. I said, well, so what do you think? She goes, oh man, I love it. She goes, it's, it worked out pretty well. And I said, I know, man, a lot of props to the sports world, um, art director, um, I just basically came up with the concept and I tried to finish it. I tried to draw it so many ways, but every time I kept drawing it, just the lady's face did not look right, you know, cause the, the ink would bleed through the paper. So it would give her like a wider, a wider outline basically. So it didn't look right. And, um, you know, that guy, he fixed it up and he made it look really nice. And, um, so that's where, um, that's where it stands, you know, and, I was really hope. I told that lady, I, I said, she goes, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll show the staff later or something. I said, no, take off your shirt now and put this one on. You know, I was just kind of joking with her. I wasn't trying to be too sexual, but I was just like, you know, well, shit, wear the shirt now, basically is what I was trying to tell her. But so, you know, just to make it worth my time, you know, show it off. This thing's almost over, but at least wear it, you know. And um, it, I just didn't really get too far. I mean, I wish... My mother didn't get 
paid on the third and I wish everything didn't crash together today like it did. But since it did, you know, I'm just like, oh, well, at least they'll be ready for the next time they do some type of event, you know. And um, so with that being the case, I stopped by and I talked to Vet Center and I said, hey, man, is there a way we can work together? I have a nonprofit and um, I want to see if we can sponsor or if you guys Vet Center can sponsor something like what you got going on here with us. And long story short, the dude said, yeah. And I said, all right. And then I moved on to the next table. Um, there was a lady, she, she had something with the uh, native American veterans. Uh, oh shit. I don't even remember. I, I have her card, but I just let her know. I said, well, you know, what a coincidence today. I just now, um, I showed her the shirt. I said, this is what I made for the, had made for the, um, uh, agency staff, the, the work in the office, the office staff. And, that lady liked it and she was, and I said, so, so what's your deal here? And she goes, oh, we just try to look out for female veterans, try to get them the help they need. They deserve all kinds of stuff like that. And, um, I just told her, I said, well, if anything, you know, maybe we can work together on, you know, an upcoming project or something, because I still wanted to do that hummingbird initiative. And I, I still want to do the, uh, missing murdered indigenous women data collection, you know, and that's where, you know, I just told her, I said, well, you know, I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll work together. And since it was cold outside, I was just trying to make it quick because it, my mother was waiting in the vehicle and she didn't want to get down, you know? So then, uh, after that, I jumped onto another table and there was a Navajo young lady there. And I said, so, so what's your deal here? She goes, oh, we're with the behavioral health. And I told her, you know, I said, wow, Hey, you know what? Uh, I don't know how this would translate to what you're doing, but I have a podcast and I have a nonprofit. And with the podcast, what I'm doing is I'm just talking about random subjects that kind of, you know, nobody really talks about anymore, or they should try to have like a conversational piece. And I told her about all the different subjects that I talk about on the podcast. And, um, and I told her, I said, one of the main things I think that, um, that causes a lot of these problems with uh, behavioral health is relationships. I said, so I have some segments called Resed Out Relationship Advice, R-O-R-A, I said. And um, that's where I have some of the information that I've collected through, you know, not only social media, but through YouTube. YouTube's been a real big help. And I told her, I said, you know, I can't, I've combined those things and, you know, try to bring it out in a way to where if somebody listened to it and they figure, Oh, you know, I want to talk to my family about this, but I don't know how I told her that maybe, you know, them he hearing me saying what I got to say, you know, that would definitely help them out a lot more. So anyways, I told her about that. And, um, I just told her, I said, do you, at, at the end, I was like, Oh, do you listen to podcasts? Luckily she did. And I was like, all right, cool. I said, well, on your way back, um, I said, where are you, where are you coming from? She said, Farmington. I said, all right, on your way back to Farmington, if you can look for this podcast, I showed her on my phone, the, uh, the logo. And I said, if you can find that, listen to it and oh, hopefully it might help you out with your, um, behavioral health program. I don't know if it will, you know, maybe there's some subjects where I talk about that. It's probably too stupid, you know, too ludicrous, but I figure, oh, well, you know, it's, it's worth a shot. So then after I was done talking to her, I jumped to the next table 
And this was pretty much the last table I went to because by that time they were shutting down the uh, expo. And I end up talking to the VA cemetery, I don't know, cemetery assistance program or something like that. I, I don't remember what it was called. And I told him about the Clagato Veterans uh, Cemetery. And I just said, you know, m my question is, how can I promote this to be a national cemetery? And what the the information the guy gave back to me was, oh, well, you know, you know, uh, a national cemetery has to be at least 100 acres. I was like, oh, shit. I said, like, okay, we got 2.5. So I know how big 2.5 is. And, you know, 100 acres, damn, that's like almost half of Clagato right there, you know. So he just told me um, the best thing for me to do in order to promote the Clagato Veterans Cemetery is to do it on a state level, talk to the state people. And he goes, the national level is a whole different, you know, it's a whole different monster because you, you got to take up more land. I was like, oh, okay, okay, man. Well, shit, my bad. You know, I just wasn't really sure. So that's why when, uh, when I get a chance, I'll, I'll, you know, talk to the state of Arizona and say, all right, look, how, how can I promote this? Now, now I know the difference between national and state. Okay. You know, I didn't know that before, you know, if it was told to me, I didn't understand in the beginning because all this was new to me. And now as I journey on onward, I ask questions and now I got some experience, you know, that I can relay to these people. So I thought that was pretty neat. And then at the end, um, him and the other lady, they were just telling me that, um, you know, just do it that way and that'll probably benefit you even more. And they were like, well, what's the stipulation? You know, do you, is it only for Navajos? I said, well, technically it's uh, for everybody. Once they say veteran cemetery, that's what I've heard. I said, you know, and that's how I'm looking at that. And then they told me, um, that they work with, um, um, oh, that when they had told me that they worked with the New Mexico, uh, veterans cemetery program, I said, um, oh, Hey, you know what? I saw your newscast that one time and there was a dude on there, um, or no, a lady, she was talking about how, you know, you guys were running out of space and you needed some room. So I said, that's why I originally called over there to see if maybe Clagato could kind of pick up some slack and take some, uh, take some bodies over here. And kind of unite us a little bit more, I said. And then the guy goes, well, yeah, that's that's the problem we ran into, but we got it situated and we're organized now. I said, okay, all right, man. And that's when they further explained to me in, in better detail that um, I, I'd, I'm pretty much better off going through the state than the, uh, the, the nation, you know. I said, all right, man, that works for me. So then all that came to an end. I really didn't have too much time to really talk to anybody else, but I did talk to uh, the Veterans Administration Executive Director's um, second-in-command. And I told him, I said, hey, man, I haven't heard back from you guys, so can we have that Saturday, Saturday available for the car show? And he just says, um, basically, yeah, you know, you, you just got to let us know what's up. And I was like, all right, man, cool. And I just told him, I said, you know, the weather now, this could be next weekend. It could snow. I said, even if it does, that's all right. Because 
my heart wasn't really set on trying to do this out in the cold. You know, I, I much rather prefer to do it in the springtime, but the only reason why I pushed it was because why not, you know, let's see what happens. So it did generate a lot of interest and that's where, um, the sawmill veteran who, whose original idea was to have this car show. Uh, I did talk to him, excuse me. And, um, over the phone. And he just told me that, um, uh, some people are kind of, uh, afraid of the weather. I said, no, that's totally understandable, man. I said, I just, we just had to try something. I said, and now that we know that, you know, that there, there is interest in it, but everybody's like, I don't know if I want to do that for veterans day. I want to go here. I want to go there. And it's like, all right, Hey man, whatever. That's cool. I just, I'm just trying to <clears throat> help promote the idea that fundraisers are the next step, the next phase that, um, the Fort defines agency veterans organization can do. And, um, uh, if that point doesn't get driven across and others are like, well, you know, what you're trying to do and say is a little bit different than what we were expecting. Then I'm like, Hey man, that's cool. That's, that's all I got to say. So anyways, that's, um, pretty much what happened. And then, um, I, you know, time was running. So I was like, all right, man, I got to go. So, you know, I, I had to leave. So, but you know, kudos and credit to the, uh, Fort Defiance agency staff for putting all that together and getting all these people together and having them <laughs> come together, which you know, I really don't like saying that cause I got dirty mind. So they all came together and, um, you know, they pulled it off. It may not might have been the success they wanted, but you know what? They did it just like how <clears throat> I've been doing things. Ah, damn it. My voice is getting all dried up. So anyways, let me go cut it off right here and we'll get ready for the second segment <clears throat> while I'm, you know, choking on my dry air. This one's going to be, um, <clears throat> voting for America's future. Stand by. Cause this will be a good one. <laughs> 